Yeah, the geezers, they're, they're like uh, coming out of the ground like mushrooms. They're everywhere, man. <laughs> this is geezer one geezer-heavy movie. Uh, and I love it. Everybody? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Jonas Högberg. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my line. I, I forgot my name. Anders Hultqvist. It's, it's an, the Anders easiest <laughs> line. <laughs> Anders Hultqvist here in the article. Wow. You know this episode is going down the drain <laughs> when Anders can't even remember to say, to say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the level I'm on these days. Well, well, well. Maybe fifteen. It's gonna be a bunch Maybe of gobbledygook, man. Gobbledygook. Well, let's let's prepare for gobbledygook and the prisoner of Senda. Yes, we're doing another swashbuckler movie. Yeah, Anders. I was gonna what say just the? another swashbuckler. Yeah, we we did uh, our great big swashbuckler special, uh, the previous episode. So. Uh, why are we doing another? Well, <laughs> basically because I... It's going to be hard to follow I up happened on. happened upon... <laughs> it was a good yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. I happened upon the the, uh, the the closing battle of this movie on YouTube. And I thought it was uh, pretty rad. So <laughs> I've been uh, forcing this movie into our um, schedule. Yeah, we were trying to find these, uh, these uh, Indian movies with... Uh... Oh, fearless yeah. Uh, Nadia. F- yeah, Fearless Nadia. For 1936. Yeah. And she had one 1937 as well. And the first one, Hunter Valley, we couldn't find a trace of it. I think it is supposed to exist in some uh, uh, archive or something. But the 1937 one, some postal lady thingy, is on YouTube, but uh, without subtitles. And I, I just felt my control need and uh, fear of not understanding would uh, ruin uh, a, a two and a half hour Indian movie uh, without subtitles so we bailed on it it would have been great fun uh, seeing that but uh, uh, especially Hunter Wally uh, that uh, when we read up on it uh, sounded like a blast yeah. Uh, I'm guessing it probably wouldn't have been that good, <laughs> but uh, it sounded great uh, with the first female action hero, uh, like a superhero almost. of India. Uh, but she sound- was from Australia. Yeah, Fearless Nadia was from Australia, and she went to India and became a big uh, movie star. In yeah, the wrestling 30s. lions and, and shit, did- fighting up up on trains. Yeah, and I think. Uh, yeah, she did all of her own stunts, and she was like uh, almost like She-Hulk. Uh, she picked up men uh, like they were nothing and tossed them away, and uh, you know. Yeah, I heard she fell from. She was fighting guys from a, a, atop a, a wall or something, and fell flat on her face, uh, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> so pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, good stuff, I, I suppose. You so, guess. You don't know nothing about Hunter Valley. No, no, really. no. So we're doing another swashbuckler. 
And I mean, they filmed this for a hundred times. There's a TV movie from 96. There's a TV series from 84. <laughs> and there's a movie from 1930, 1915, one from 1922, one from 1952, one from 1979, and one from 1988. So we just uh, roulette, uh, put, a, put a foot down and said, we watched one from 1937. It's the closest one yeah, to where we... Yeah, because it fits into our timeline. Yeah, Although it, it, our timeline was a bit uh, skewed by our latest episode when we did three movies uh, and the movies were from 35, 38 and 40 and now we're jumping back to 37. Some time traveling stuff going on here. Yeah, some time traveling going on here. Uh, but yeah, Prisoner of Senda with uh, Ronald Coleman and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Anders. Yeah. Finally, we get to see the sun doing a bit of swashbuckling. And we gotta reset our the, the, the action development that has occurred in 1940 then. Uh, so we don't judge this movie from the 1940s standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's gonna be a leap of uh, awesomeness going on from 37 to a 40. A leap of faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's do that leap of faith and uh, see The Prisoner of Sand. And we're back, everybody. We've seen The Prisoner of Sand. And uh, yeah, it was uh, not, uh, not as big and sparkly and swashbucklery as I would have hoped. But uh, it was a fairly okay adventure romp, I think. It's just another Rudolph. <laughs> just another Rudolph. Man, so yeah, I do wonder why do people enjoy this uh, plotline so much that they want to revisit uh, this, this movie or this book so goddamn many times? Initially, I mean, I, I, I don't didn't know anything about this, so I, I thought it was going to be an early double team. Oh but, yeah, uh, mm. yeah, because there's two Rudolphs, <laughs> but uh, suddenly I... one of them is drugged. <laughs> Have we established so who these Rudolphs are? <laughs> it's just a couple of Rudolphs. Just a couple of reindeers, man. Uh, yeah, so one of these Rudolphs is actually the king of Ruritania, a fictional country. And the other Rudolph is an English bloke who is on holiday. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's on a fishing trip. Yeah, he's on a fishing trip in Ruritania. So it happens upon another Rudolph. Should have been Rudolph Tania, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, it's one of those time-tested switcheroos. Yeah. Uh, and as he's going through the border control in Ruritania, everybody's looking at him with their biggest eyes possible, man. I've never seen yeah, so many aghast. Google eyes. They're aghast. They they think they're <sighs> watching the king, but uh, he's in fact just another Rudolph, man. <laughs> just another Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as, around. as he's uh, taking a nap, doing his fishing... The real Rudolph comes along just by <laughs> yeah, the, just by a lot of, <laughs> It's a convenient uh, plotting, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I thought Ruritania was a. It's not that small, is it? 
but maybe it is. But anyway, uh, they become best yeah. buds, man, from nowhere. Rudolph and Rudolph hitting it off, man. But they look alike. And how did they do that scene where, where because I, I guess Ronald Coleman plays both of them, but then suddenly they are shaking hands in a scene. Mm. How did it's, it's not a Hitchcock handshake uh, worth noting. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of handshakes in this one. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a particularly slippery handshake at play somewhere uh, later in the movie. And we both started <laughs> reminiscing about the firm Hitchcock, <laughs> Hitchcock handshake. Oh man, the Hitchcock handshake. That's a handshake. The Hitchcock handshake. It's like a lever being pulled. It's amazing. But these handshakes are very much, uh, you know, like a slippery fish or something. Ugh. I, you know maybe I mean? it should be. I think there's a. We should do the the Hitchcock handshake. The Hitchcock and there's a, handshake. a little song and a dance routine. Every maybe. time yeah. uh, we get the, the opportunity to uh, reference the Hitchcock handshake. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the handshakes are uh, abysmal. But uh, yeah, it's amazing, man. <laughs> the the, uh, the split screen, I don't know what is happening there, but uh, how did they do that? That's just crazy good. Um, it, it's double team, man. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, even better crazy enough. Uh, <laughs> even better crazy. <laughs> That's the, the, the quote on the DVD cover. <laughs> Even it's better crazy team. than double team. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you have it. But it, I mean, there, there are only a, f- a couple of scenes uh, with them together. And uh, it's only like two shots or something when they're standing um, side by side and uh, looking at each other in the same frame. So Yeah, uh, blew the budget. I guess so. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but I then mean, those early computer-generated images uh, sure look like uh, Yeah, I know that handshake. Stuff. How did they do the handshake? Because if they <laughs> if they had uh, uh, cornered off uh, the image, uh, they can't uh, impose on each other. I don't know. I don't know. And you're still not impressed with the the actual handshake. Well, the handshake was uh, abysmal, piss poor. So ma- please mail us about this uh, handshake. Yeah, please mail us about handshakes. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're having a gay old time, these Rudolphs. Uh, they're reindeering yeah. it up uh, in their cottage. Uh, but I mean, they're... summing it up, there's more handshakes than action. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, but oh, uh, and, and I have to say that when the action does come, it's better than the handshakes. <laughs> Can you agree on that, Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> but you were you were so not impressed by the handshakes. You 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 just said they were appalling. So I don't know how much better that actually. But you can is. agree that the action is better than the handshakes. Yeah, but this first handshake, uh, as we were saying, <laughs> is really impressive on a technical level. Okay, okay. So, so I don't know. Maybe it evens mm. out action right. uh, to handshake ratio. Okay. Um, anyway, they're they're doing uh, heaven's work in this uh, cottage. Uh, they're they're boozing up, and uh, the king. Uh, oh man, they're boozing like hell. Everybody falls asleep except the king because uh, he he can really stand his liquor. He's he's like an alcoholic or something. 
and he sends for a new bottle and uh, out of the blue uh, a person appears. Oh yeah, he doesn't uh, remember sending for a new bottle, but then uh, his butler comes and says, oh, you ordered uh, a bottle of uh, wine, here you go. Did I? Well, okay then, I'll drink some. And the wine is drugged, big time! The king, oh, he falls down onto his uh, plate of, uh, it's uh, like a fur, and his uh, trusty dog lays down beside him. Oh dear, what will happen now? Yeah, because there's a coronation. Yeah, there's a coronation tomorrow, man, and the king has to be there, or else. No country, I hate when it happens. no crown. Yeah, no, no uh, awesome kingly stuff. Uh, There's just so, that one shot at coronation, and then uh, if he doesn't show up, he will be put in jail or, or something. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It's but... a one-time opportunity. Oh yeah, there, there's a there's a brother, Black Michael, they call him. <laughs> Black uh, Michael, and that guy, man, he can raise his one eyebrow oh, like yeah. no man before him. I said he his one eyebrow. He has two of them. Uh, I I guess. Uh, oh really? You you understood that it, it was one that was one of risen. the two eyebrows being raised. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A lot of monocles in this one too. Does is it called <laughs> monocles uh, in English? Uh, well, this is Ruritania, Anders. This is not England. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, uh, <laughs> so that goes without saying. That goes without saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so the king's aides, being played by C. Aubrey Smith and David Niven, they hatch a plan. They Is want that young David Niven. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like in his twenties. Baby skin Niven. Yeah, baby skinned uh, David Niven. Uh, and see Aubrey Smith. Oh man, this guy! This guy! <laughs> he's he's the he's which guy? What did you say? See Aubrey Smith. He's like the <laughs> yeah, best he's geezer of all time. Yeah, no, 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 no baby skin on see Aubrey Smith. Uh, he's the opposite of baby skin. Uh, the creaks and the crankiness of this guy. Oh man, fantastic! Yeah, and there's some. Uh, he this uh, we we said this geezer has something in his mouth. Uh, it's this uh, thick. Uh, Gravelly. Yeah, porridge. Por- porridge going on. <laughs> yeah, so th- lots of... Uh, we we uh, discussed there were lots of uh, pretty good old geezers up uh, up in this. Yeah, it, there's like uh, four four out of five geezers this movie uh, from my part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know where you heard it first. Podhard, mm. Uh, mm. Uh, four it's out of five geezers. Podhard approved, <laughs> four out of five geezers. Yeah, the geezers, they're, they're like uh, coming out of the ground like mushrooms. They're everywhere, man. This, this <laughs> is geezer one geezer-heavy movie. Uh, and I love it. I love geezers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's your bread and butter. <laughs> but the best of them all, Seobre Smith. Oh, he's fantastic. And apparently... King he, of geezers. And apparently Seobre Smith has like played all the parts in uh, Prisoner of Senda in like earlier theatrical um, performances. And uh, maybe he was part of the first movie, I don't know, but uh, apparently he was... Who knows, who knows? He was like, uh, yeah, he was knee-deep in uh, The Prisoner of Sanda. Um, And he's he's great as this um, colonel dude who hatches this scheme that uh, the other Rudolph uh, should take the real Rudolph's place. And uh, be king for a day. Yay! So they set off uh, in a great little old train. 
uh, and they come to the main capital and everything goes smooth. I mean, Rudolf is better at being king than the real king, man. Way better. Because that original Rudolf is an asshole. Yeah. Basically. Basically. It's very convenient that uh, they are both uh, named Rudolf. Yeah, but well. the, the spelling is different. Oh, One is course. spelled with uh, with an F and the other with uh, PH. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Says it all, really. Fairbanks Jr. Uh, <laughs> appears. <laughs> yeah, Fairbanks Jr. appears. Um, Fairbanks Jr. Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Uh, and apparently he... Uh, As Count Rupert of... Hensau. 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 Yes, and he wanted to play the uh, the lead role. He auditioned for it and really wanted to play this dual role of the two Rudolphs. Um, but uh, yeah, he didn't get it because uh, everybody felt uh, he should be the bad guy. Uh, yeah, he, he's an oddball sleaze. Uh, I mean, he's, he's got some of his uh, dad's weird uh, uh, stuff going on but in this uh younger sleazeball dude and and uh, did i would you have to th- say i think uh, fairbanks jr is a better actor than fairbanks senior <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely but uh, did you think about his mannerisms and stuff and his holding mm. his c- cigarette like uh, those uh, movie ss officers and oh, then yeah. later he he is uh, dressed like them and uh, really acts uh, i mean all of the nazi movies must be based on this character or am i reading too much into this uh, but doesn't uh, most people smoke cigarettes with between their um, <laughs> index finger and their long finger or you call it uh, but it's this uh, straight uh, hand uh, there's a uh, there's an ss vibe there's an ss quality to it okay yeah yeah i think so. you know what I think so. you know what i buy it I think you're totally correct. Yeah, I, I put forth this uh, very I got faith well. in you, Anders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he got the, S- the SS smoking. Um, and he also got some uh, great leers and smiles. And uh, yeah, this guy, is, uh, this guy is all smiles, just uh, like his old pop. Um, and uh, I have to say, he's really giving it his all... Uh, He's a juicy villain, to say the least. Pretty good villains, both him and uh, Black Michael. I think they have uh, <laughs> things Michael. going on. Uh, yeah, they yeah. could have been uh, more, a bit more featured more in the movie. I yeah, think. there's a great scene where they are like intriguing. They're plotting uh, when they find out that uh, Rudolph isn't the real Rudolph. Uh, and they're sitting down beside the fire in two uh, comfy chairs. Puffing away at their SS cigarettes and uh, <laughs> talking about uh, all the nasty schemes they're coming up with. Pretty good, pretty good stuff actually. Yeah, and when when uh, uh, when Rudolph uh, arrives at the coronation and uh, uh, well, uh, Michael's uh, Michael is eyeing him. There's a great reaction shot of of uh, this uh, Black Michael. Uh, doing the elevator on his bro. Oh, the elevator, man. We've talked about the elevator so much in uh, Pod Hard and in our uh, James Bond pod that we had before. Um, it's the elevator when you're like uh, viewing someone interesting from uh, top to bottom or from bottom to top. 
Um, and it's uh, it's a bit weird to see Black Michael doing the elevator. But uh, it's encouraging to see the first elevator in action movie cinema. Mm. <laughs> can, you, can you back this up? Is it really the first? Uh, the elevator has arrived, man! <laughs> Finally. I think we have seen some earlier elevators. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I ain't buying this. I ain't ah. buying this crap, ah. man. Get ah. out. It's all foobar, man. Well, when uh, when Rudolf meets uh, uh, his uh, supposed uh, queen, uh, mm. suddenly queen it doesn't seem too bad uh, being a king, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, because he falls madly in love with her uh, in an instant. And so and they talk funny. There's a great. Uh, there's some great uh, <laughs> lines here. I hope you slapped me. I did, and once I kicked you. Oh, where? In the garden. <laughs> something going on here. Mm-hmm. And when she uh, asks him, what did you do on all those trips? And he says, fishing. But you hate fishing. Oh, I grew out of that. Mm-hmm. I've grown quite fond of it. Yeah, they. they um, I mean, I have to say, Ronald Coleman is uh, pretty great in the lead role. Uh, I think I actually think he's better than Errol Flynn at this uh, like swashbuckler hero doing all sorts of things. I mean, he's great with uh, Queen Flavia um, or Queen to be Flavia. Uh, he's great uh, with uh, the chums chumming it up, and he's great when uh, doing banter against the Fairbanks Junior later on. Um, he he has it all. He has the whole package. Uh, maybe lacking in the sword uh, department. Yeah, he's definitely lacking in the sword department. Uh, but uh, he he has uh, all the tidbits uh, of a talking action hero star. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit infatuated. I I think this is uh, maybe the first uh, male lead uh, where I can understand what. Uh, what the ladies the, the see woman, in him. Mm. What the ladies see in, in him. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, it's a great scene where they're dancing. Um, Rudolph, um, Rudolph too, and uh, this uh, Queen Flavia. Uh, every time they stop, everybody stop cold, and the music stop colds uh, in this ballroom. Uh, since uh, the king and the queen, um, everybody follows their lead. In a, in a setting like this. And I guess this is one of the instances that uh, one of our own was uh, a technical advisor for. Uh, prince Sigvard Bernadotte, uh, a Swedish prince who actually worked in Hollywood a bit and was uh, like a design uh, designer and uh, made all sorts of things. Um, and actually... Uh, was like a technical advisor on some movies uh, about royalty and uh, being all fancy-like. Um, so yeah, yay Sweden for that. And yay... Some Swedish flavor. Swedish flavor. Yeah, we got some Swedish flavor into this movie. And I have to say yay to <laughs> the man conducting the orchestra in this ballroom. Yeah, the conductor. Oh man, this guy has a great mustache and he muses with his mustache. Oh, beautifully. He's playing with yeah, he it. He really goes down on his own mustache. I don't know. There's some um, stuff going on. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. great. Another it's, great uh, geezer, man. Saucy. 
<laughs> yeah, another great geezer. Just another geezer. <laughs> another geezer for the books, man. Uh, yeah, so um, meanwhile... Yeah, that way, that's where the movie jumped up to uh, four old geezers out of five. <laughs> yeah, this, before three geezers, now we're at four geezers. Will we reach five geezers? <laughs> <laughs> but, but around here, or after these scenes um, maybe because i'm on the boat uh, here but but now it starts to uh, sink uh, sink my my interest <laughs> uh, starts well, to drag a bit yeah so uh, it's a lot of plotting uh, the real king who is uh, left at the cottage uh, he's he is being kidnapped by uh, fairbanks junior who has uh, found out about this um, plot and uh, now he plots to do all sorts of things. I mean, there, he has so many plots, Fairbanks Jr. He plots with Black Michael uh, that, uh, yeah, you'll get the throne, no worries. And then he plots with uh, Ronald Coleman, um, with the uh, Rudolph II character. Yeah, you can uh, be the king. Uh, let's just kill the real king and you can be the king, no worries. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, and like he's everywhere. And, uh, yeah, it, it's not that much, you know, action things going on. We get a very quick scene in which uh, Rudolf II meets with uh, uh, a woman who um, rats uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. out and uh, where the king is being uh, stashed. Um, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and his buds arrive at the scene to kill Rudolf II. Uh, but he does a daring escape with a table, Anders. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's where your interest peaked. Nah, it's a bit too little, too late. But it's uh, a table. It's so short. But the fun part is uh, we were joking about it being a table. And uh, then uh, later the, the end sequence starts out with a chair. And uh, Fairbanks Jr.'s character even comments on him uh, fighting with furniture all the time. What what is what was he saying? Um, uh, you fight with furniture all the time. Yeah. Get like out of here! <laughs> something like that. So that that was uh, that was something. Yeah, that's something for us that uh, loves when uh, people are fighting with furniture. Uh, actual commenting on fighting with furniture in movie. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, but apparently uh, producer David Selznick was uh, unsatisfied with uh, the action and yeah. brought in uh, director W. S. Van Dyke to reshoot uh, mm-hmm. the action scenes. But but there there's not that much action in here, so. Uh, yeah 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 i mean i wonder uh, i mean was it that much to be uh disappointed about yeah they they could have um they could have shouldered it up yeah spruced it up with some more scenes i think um it's too much but brief shootout with the table and and then a fencing scene at the end yeah that's pretty much it actually um and yeah I guess we can just skip to the end because that fight scene where uh, Rudolf II has uh, infiltrated this castle where the real king is being kept and uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. uh, finds him and uh, engages him in a duel. Uh, The whole thing that really attracted me about this um, last fencing scene 
is the banter between those these guys. Um, I, yeah, that they're talking uh, while they're fighting. They're talking almost constantly through this battle, and I th- there was some of that in uh, Robin Hood, The Adventures of Robin Hood, and I do think that they were like influenced by this movie, who came out a year before, because uh, I mean it's great. The the um, they have a great rapport, uh, Ronald Coleman and uh, Fairbanks Jr. And they're, <laughs> it's uh, it's almost like this. This is what I want in a, in a fight scene. Um, I love people talking. <laughs> yeah, people talking like it's uh, like it's um, <laughs> like it's a stab with a sword, uh, but it's with their tongue. Uh, at, at the same time, they're stabbing at each other with real swords. Uh, this dual layering, I love it, uh, especially when it's done with such. Uh, such uh, fervor from the actors as uh, done here. I think both guys and are there's great. Some wonderf- there's some wonderful uh, pillars, uh, staircases, and uh, shadows. shadows yeah. <laughs> uh, as per usual in, in our uh, swashbuckling picks. Yeah, Michael Curtis was uh, looking on and saying, mm, yeah, learning from the master, are you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, the fighting scene in itself isn't that interesting. I mean, they're definitely better in the Errol Flynn movies we've seen. As, uh, it's a bit uh, too undercranked or sped up uh, for my tastes. Uh, yeah, and they're having... prefer them move a bit slower. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it's too many close-ups of them fighting each other. Uh, mainly because, as we've alluded to, Ronald Coleman really couldn't hold his own in a in a fight. He was he, no, he, he just was flaps awful. about a bit in the <laughs> in the close-ups, and then there's an obvious uh, stunt, stunt double. double. Oh yeah, in in the scenes, maybe because this uh, this copy is very uh, sharp, so you see mm. the guy's face yeah. very clearly. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, well, that's but it, it is what it I, is. I, I, but I have to give props to Fairbanks Jr., who did all his uh, fencing himself. He he could uh, really uh, give it his all. Yeah, and I I really like the use of uh, the how they frame uh, the environment in in all of these sword fights that we have seen. Oh yeah, there's a great use of uh, place. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, uh, these castles—they're—they're they're great. Uh, where did, did all these castles uh, vanish <laughs> nowadays? They're made for this. <laughs> yeah, they're made for this stuff. Uh, go film in a castle, dudes. Let's do it. And e- even though there's a bunch of horses uh, toppling over here, and I—I've never really liked those horse fall scenes, but there was a shot here of a horse falling and the rider tumbling uh, straight towards the camera. Oh, a crash camera. No, you never see the camera crash, but it's <laughs> uh, it was uh, an interesting angle. I, yeah. I haven't seen it mm. before. Yeah. It was straight towards the camera. Yeah, I thought about that as well. It, they were charging... So no no uh, crash cam yet. <clears throat> yeah, they were charging a, um, a bridge, um, a drawbridge, um, like a whole band of people on horses um, and it looked pretty unsafe I mean one horse uh, fell down into the water um, and the rider as well so it uh, looked a bit dodgy hope no one was injured 
Um, well, you can't know about horses. They were getting an awful treatment in the 30s for sure. But yeah, so uh, at the end, uh, well, actually, <clears throat> Fairbanks <laughs> Jr. doesn't really get his uh, <laughs> get his uh, dirty end. I mean, he just elopes when every when uh, the cavalry arrives. He just, well, that's it for me. I'm going, and he jumps out and swims away. <laughs> yeah, too much commotion or something. <laughs> that's some yeah, gets exactly. Up. So maybe they were planning for the sequel. Yeah, maybe because it doesn't make sense to have a great, uh, you know, killing of the bad guy scene. That would have been great. Uh, a missed opportunity. Uh, to say the least. And uh, yeah, everything ends well. Rudolf, even though he's madly in love with Queen Flavia, um, can't get her because she is uh, <laughs> bound by duty to marry the douchebag king. So, yeah. I was gonna say, does it really end well? <laughs> Isn't it kind of a tragic ending? Yeah, tragic ending. And he actually rides into the sunset. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Haven't seen that yeah. yet. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a that's a great um, that's a great uh, what you call it um, uh, tie in to our next episodes when we'll be doing western movies. Ah, yeah. So because it, it bound to have happened there for a couple. Yeah, of I'm all. Decades. I'm almost counting on it to be like uh, someone riding into the sunset in one of these three westerns we're going to watch from 1939 coming up. Four sunsets out of five or bust. Yeah, that's it for us, guys. Uh, the Prisoner of Sanda, it's a pretty okay adventure romp with not that much adventure going on, but uh, we do get some pretty good or banter, romp. at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that much romp. Yeah, not that much romp, to be fair. But uh, we do get I mean, Ro banter. Ronald Coleman and the Geezers carries this one through uh, not much else. Yo, Fairbanks Jr. is great as well, I think. Yeah, the SS officer. The yeah, SS officer. officer, yes, yes, yes. But he could have been in it more. Absolutely. Another missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's our... We're going to be turning off swashbucklers for a while, I think. But uh, we will definitely return to them when they do return in like the 50s or something. Um, no, no, we're actually returning to them late 40s, I think. <laughs> Next episode! <laughs> Next episode! <laughs>